let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Enjoy one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Discovered we can use Zoom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, why not? Like, just do it that way. Like, you know, five weeks Corona, five weeks, you know, five weeks. Uh, down. Yeah, man. But I, how you been feeling though? How you been feeling during this, just during this pandemic? These un, un uncertain times, unquestionable times, <laughs> unquestionable. <laughs> and, yeah, man, it's been quite interesting for me. Obviously, um, in the beginning, I found it quite um, quite good for myself in terms of just a lockdown, not necessarily COVID. Obviously, that's a different subject that I want to talk about later in terms of how COVID is being like um, has affected our lives. But just in terms of lockdown in the UK, the last five weeks I've been quite spiritual, really. Mm. Yeah, it's been full of like practice, affirmations, repetition, and then um, meditation. So it's been quite positive for myself. And then, yeah, and transmuting energies. So we, yeah, we give we give thanks. How about for yourself, bro? Bro, that's so dope. Same, 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 same sort of vibe, you know. Like, I really do think this whole the whole lockdown process, not Corona, not not Corona itself, but the lockdown process, it's almost like a blessing in disguise for a lot of people, you know, especially in the kind of world we live in where it's like constantly go, 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 you know, like work, 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 money, 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 all this kind of stuff. Like it's given us time to like all like, you know, really sit back and like, you know, rejuvenate and stuff, you know, like, you know, you have time to work out, you have time to fully rest, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know, read, um, just, no, like, and just chill, you know, just chill with your family and, like, your family, obviously, if you, if, unless you live with friends and your friends too, but, yeah, man, so I've, I've literally been, like, you know, working out, like, you know me, bro, I'm not, I'm not the cardio guy, but I've been doing, I've been putting in the cardio this, around this time, yeah, so, yeah, man, I'm doing the runs and stuff, so yeah, man, it's really, really, really good, really good. Like this one, them ones, it's it's going on longer than I expected it to be going on for. I predicted it'll be done by like eight, end of April. But yeah. Here we are, but it comes to the end of um. Oh, to be fair, it's almost end of April, but obviously here we are. It's gonna go into the f- the first week of May. You know, talks are that it might even be extended again. So yeah, oh, it's mad. It's really interesting. It's like like I said on, earlier, unquestionable times in terms of. Even if you ask questions, the answers that we seem to be receiving have no clarity, and it's like this is it. It's, it's just um, it's been much. It's been a circus. It's been so crazy. I've actually not been tuning in as much into the official statements because yeah. it, it's kind of like bait. It's now news bait. It's like mm-hmm. news bait. It's like the yeah. of politics. And the thing is, this is what. They, their aim is to do is to kind of like yeah. touch the reputation of party politics simply yeah. you know encourage a, a lack of faith in politics that's what people already have it's almost adding that fuel to the fire and they're doing a brilliant job of it 
if you ask me. Yeah. Doing a brilliant job of making people not enjoy politics in the UK and not trust politicians. And that is actually their agenda. That's what they want, a reduced government, a government that has less regulation and where businesses can just pick up the pieces where the common enemy becomes the government. And I guess in this case, Boris Johnson and his team are the martyrs for their cause of a reduced government. They're doing a brilliant job of getting people to be quite annoyed of what's, what's going on. However, I think with this whole lockdown, they didn't expect the, probably the solidarity to come out of it within the people just having sympathy and empathy for each other and having that patience to have empathy for each other. Although there are conflicting, still conflicting parties, it's just good to see that there's more time to engage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something that people can't actually avoid <laughs> politically. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if I'm being honest with you, like, you know, the first couple of weeks I was really um, engaged with the, the media's... Uh, um, portrayal of what's going on and also you know with the information that will be in fed in regards to what the government are doing and everything and then the last couple of weeks i got exhausted with it really like it just felt like you know that the information was was it was it was it wasn't refined it felt like it was a bit it was a bit like it felt untrustworthy and i still believe it's untrustworthy like even with the figures of like the people that are, 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 are the people who have been passing you know there's a lot of information out there to um suggest that the figures we're, we're receiving aren't even correct and you know things like you know boris um, um contracting corona and then the way the media have tried to spin it as if like it's a success story that this one guy who's the prime minister of this country, you know, he's surviving, he survived coronavirus and stuff. So we should all be, you know, rallied around him and, and happy and stuff. But that's like, it's bullshit. Cause at the end of the day, there's a hundred, a hundred plus um, frontline NHS staff have passed from this virus. Like to me, this whole thing here, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like a, it's the, a, it, it, I truly believe this pandemic could be the awakening of the masses. Like the questions that we as people, everyone has to ask afterwards have to be direct and like, and, and, and raw. So like we have to ask questions like, okay, so why are, and why are nurses some of the worst paid people in the country? You know, mm. when, when nurses asked for um, a pay rise in uh, 2015 or whatever it was, why was it, why did like, the majority of the conservative party t- turn it down? You know, mm-hmm. um, all these questions need to be asked like so it's, it's if anything i'm being i'm more frustrated when i watch the news uh in regards to all this stuff and you know just just like again i appreciate not not no nation today well most nations today haven't gone through something like this to the point where there has to be mass shutdowns of of you know of like industries and stuff so we're all learning as we go along but then you look at a figure like you look at germany's figures Germany have a very low death rate due to coronavirus. Um, uh, you know, other countries like New Zealand and stuff, they've dealt with it really well. Yet, you know, us, possibly about the ninth or sixth richest nation in the world, yet we have like the third highest death toll. And it's it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. Of, you know. What's that, sorry? Something isn't adding up there, you know? Yeah, something isn't adding up, man. 
something I don't know. And I think like on the last podcast we we spoke about like theories and stuff. And I I truly believe at this stage, you know, like nothing's off the table on like what's really happening. And you know, is it just is is it really this that's going on, or is there more like underhanded things at play? Again, I don't want to speak on it too much because it's like you know, these things. I know they they're dubbed conspiracy theories for a reason and stuff, but really the the way you watch from what we know about the government you know they've they rarely ever tell us the truth so who's to say they're telling us the truth now you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know what i find really interesting is that with all this time that people have now and with the way that we can and there's a bit more due diligence and just a bit more presence it's like we are actually being forced to digitalize and people's interaction with technology and dependence on technology has altered and shifted so now the way we're sourcing our news isn't necessarily directly from the chan- the news um the mainstream media and we can see that in the fact that yeah we'll look at for example touching on some conspiracy theories that 5g conspiracy how um much wildfire got caused from it just due to whatsapp broadcasts which eventually led to like some global kind of natural global domestic fear within different nations of people scrutinizing 5g towers leading to you know even in britain here some violence against 5g installations and then people that were actually installing 5g's 5g um interface during this lockdown so you know people are spreading news now through obviously more means such as whatsapp Twitter, Instagram pages, and they are getting a chance to scrutinize and ask questions based off what the government is presenting in the mainstream media because we've seen so much backtracking now. And due to things like TikTok as well, we can see that these people are making videos that are going viral of, like, for example, what's his name? Matt Hancock. Matthew mm-hmm. Hancock, um, just saying things that I'm going against his word, changing figures, skewing figures, the the load of them, Michael Glove as well, just picking out numbers from the air and then retracting their statements and then people making these kind of creative compilations on these like TikToks until I'm spreading this news. So yeah, that is important to identify because it is breeding that kind of nature of mistrust in mainstream media. And that really is the issue they're not really getting to hold our politicians to account to the point where Piers Morgan who is our kind of like infamous journalist our infamous rogue journalist mainstream journalist came to the point where he was just basically badgering the conservative party like online on his platform on his good morning Britain platform and on his twitter account to make sure that yeah let's hold these people to account and it's not that, um, the, the reason I'm mentioning that is because that isn't necessarily something that would be naturally associated with his character and his narrative to do that to the Conservative Party. So kind of for, for us people who are observing the kind of political climate during this time, it is interesting to see and it is also interesting for people who aren't observing necessarily political climate because this is someone who has come out of their Good Morning Britain role to assert themselves in this realm now. So he's also bringing with him a new audience to pay attention, to think, guys, come on, 
let's actually ask questions of these people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's funny that you mentioned Piers Morgan because I was having this conversation um, privately that, you know, it's funny, like, prior to all this happening, Piers Morgan will be considered one of the biggest, probably, pricks on television. Yet, you know, with his platform, you know, and I have to give it to him, he has, I've, I've, I've seen many a video where he's grilling these politicians, like, he really is grilling them and he's making them accountable, which is, you know, which is what we expect and which we want from our um you know news presenters or <laughs> you know you know whatever you want to call them um celebrities what you want to call them journalists you know um yeah so like you know so i i definitely applaud them for that um politics aside i think politics that's again politics aside whether you're right wing left wing whatever anarchists whatever like all we want is the government to be accountable and to um basically give the people the questions that they want the, the, the answers that they they need because right now cool we're getting into one we've got another week left of this corona apparently of, of, of lockdown apparently anyway um like you know i think this is now more than ever to, they should be able to give us some sort of structure as to how things are going on because you know a lot of us sit down and, and theorize what's going to happen like i i think obviously you can't do, on on the 7th of may they aren't the, they're not just going to open up every, every single shop or whatever and life goes back to normal there's obviously has to be a staggered sort of like return to normal normalcy. So like, you know, maybe um cast and start my opening first. And then after that, uh um I don't know. Well, what shops are closed? I don't know, bookies or whatever. Or markets might start opening first. And then, you know, slowly all these things are opening up by maybe and by the end of I don't know, like maybe a four week period, people began back to work, like whether it's um in the the, the leisure and tourism industry or or banking or law, whatever, like people then might slowly start going back to work. But um yeah, they're not they're not giving us some sort of like they don't seem like it's being it's like the blind leading the blind. Like no one's really given us any, any sort of structure to as to how we're supposed to what's going what's going to happen, all this kind of stuff. And like I said earlier, I appreciate this is obviously a very is that that's why they call it the novel coronavirus because it's like it's something that hasn't been done before. Like it's it's, it's a new phenomena for all of us that you know especially in our generation so um i do appreciate no one knows how to handle it but um yeah it's 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 just it's just uh it's crazy man it's it's, it's crazy like there's just so much to discuss bro like i want to talk about the football like is the prem gonna come back on like you know um big news there yeah. will that return will liverpool be voided of Where? the league Boy, if Liverpool, if if the Prem don't return and Liverpool and, and obviously they're not in the this season, I can't see Liverpool participating in next year's next season's Prem. I think they're going to have such a big like, oh gosh, I don't know. There's just too much money in the football to I think, especially in the Premier League, for them to like keep it to none avoid it. I said I know the Dutch league and the French league have done it none avoid, but bro, Premier League is a different kettle of fish. That's we're talking about you know billions. Like billions, like I'm sure the French and Dutch league probably generate a billion combined, but Premier League is something different altogether, man. Yeah, it's a different kind of fish, you know, different, a different kind of fish for sure. Yeah, multi billions. Interesting, like to to see how we will, like you said, return to normality and what the actual plan is. You know, I've seen reports that they're aiming to say 
that they're going to finish the school term. They're going to start bringing people back into school first. And I guess that will be essentially the first kind of forms of phasing. And I'm assuming that they're going to be letting industries that have um, the least amount of people together return first. So even with like these public events and stuff, it's still uncertain as to how they are going to run and pan out. And even speaking on that, like, this is also an important time for us to recognise like how businesses operate in the 360 point of view, which people wouldn't naturally necessarily consider in terms of the fact that people like might not um, have thought about how someone will respond in terms of what would be going on in a pandemic. If they would be like firing, firing people, keeping them on, how they'd be treating the staff. And then you've got which services would continue during this type of time and how they practice it. And then you've also got, you know, our companies going to make their employees risk their health and stay mm-hmm. working in this kind of environment. So you also then got to see our people able to be productive working from home after an extended period of time can teams still achieve their targets so data which we haven't seen before is definitely being readily available and then obviously we do have like some winners from this as well such as amazon which you've seen skyrocket and for me i've been um i've just taken up a just an extra way to just work a bit and I've kind of been seen outside a bit doing deliveries so I've seen that all over London there's also construction works going on all over London there's construction works going on there's upgrades happening to the city so you could see that that kind of construction industry and infrastructure has kind of had a chance to to actually thrive in this kind of pandemic times so you know seeing the implications of how reality meets kind of work it kind of gives people a chance to reflect on what what we've been doing you know the person and what we've been doing in terms of why we've been working how we've been working and reflecting on seeing if the kind of jobs that we've been having do actually offer security as unfortunately a lot of people have faced the reality of being actually sacked before the furloughed things before the furloughed yeah. um, structure that came in and then luckily they got to go on the furloughed scheme however prior to that they would have just been in that uncertain angle of being unemployed and then yeah. the reality check i guess you know which wouldn't have ever come like this had it not been for covid so it's going to be yeah, no. something yeah. that is worth considering when we as we get back to how we perform and how we now had to even change our podcast layout due to the fact that we both didn't want to put each other at risk or significant others at risk by me recording the podcast, which was an easy decision. I mean, we were pondering over how we can do this for a while. And unfortunately, Zoom, which is also another industry which has been Mm -hmm. able to take off and thrive, has come with this service which allows for us to have this conversation while screen recording and effortless playing it's like you know it's really interesting to see what is how we can be adaptable you know and yeah. 
for future things because it's likely this ain't going to be the last of COVID. And it's mm-hmm. likely that we may have responses similar to what has happened again. So how no, do we future-proof ourselves? What changes do we think the individual will be making now and thinking about? Just put on. But, um, yeah, no, just put on. Like, um, what you were saying about the industries that are thriving, like, you know, Amazon and stuff are thriving, you're spot on with, the, with that stuff. But also, like, what I was thinking is, like, you know, there's obviously, there's, a, you know, we've, I think we mentioned in our last podcast, podcast that, you know, people like Richard Branson are like, oh, you know, um, we, we, we deserve a bailout and all this kind of stuff because of this stuff. But my thinking then, what I was thinking is that this is the perfect thing for capitalism. Mm-hmm. So let those companies that are failing, people might be like, oh, but this is, you know, this is obviously a tragic. Not all companies, 100% of, after this whole thing is done, a lot of industries, a lot of companies will survive. Yeah. If your company can't survive, and I'm not talking about small businesses, small businesses is different, but if you're a big, I don't know, hedge fund, and you're telling me, oh, you know, Corona night, Corona is affected, then fail. Then the hedge fund deserves to fail. This is what it is. It's, it, we have to now. That's what they've bought. The week, huh? That's the system they've bought into. That's exactly. So that if it, if it can't survive, then it has to. Then that's it. What do you mean? Government need to bail you out hundred million or whatever. Nah, it needs to fail. So if Richard Branson's, if Virgin can't, you know, withstand this, this, um, this pandemic we're going through right now, which I appreciate, no one has, no one allocated this in their budgets. Nothing. No one, you know. No one could have imagined that it would be this crazy, whatever. But if Richard Branson's businesses can't survive, or Virgin Atlantic, whatever, can't survive during this period, yet other ones can, then the ones that do survive will thrive. And the ones that can't have to fail. And then Richie might have to sell his business to someone else, or sell his planes, or what or not. But like, what should happen now, after this, the first, first, um, the first poor of action shouldn't it be to, to to save like you know um, Virgin Atlantic and stuff and people might be like oh but jobs and stuff and I appreciate that but I think there's other industries out there that well obviously first we know that obviously NHS workers are going to have to they're going to have a big sort of like um they're going to have a big uh, 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 well, they exp- I'm, I'm expecting them to not I don't want to call it reward because what they're doing is their job it's not like they've been called upon you know like strangers or like lay people to be called upon to come and help during this pandemic these this is their job so they're trained for these um times obviously the government shortchanged them in that they haven't been given the proper and adequate protection to make to ensure they can um, carry out their jobs so you know they're gonna have that there needs to be a lot of changes in regards to the way they work and the benefits they receive for doing their job because it's high risk clearly like it's high risk. Like these people have to be out there on the front line, you know. Students are. Mm-hmm. What's that, sorry? Like you said, even before COVID, it was high risk, and they've been. Yeah. And we've just not been exposed to it as much to understanding them, and to seeing that they've been going through this. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, and like all this talk about you know, um, um, student nurses having to go on the front line uh, early and all this kind of stuff, like. All their all their student debt should be scrapped. Um, student doctors, all that should, all, should all be scrapped. Like you know, um, all the talk before prior about you know privatizing NHS and stuff. That that all needs to come out of the open now. And then the government's be like, you know, we're wrong because had we privatized most of the NHS, imagine the fuckeries we'll all be in right now. 
will be really, really, really awful, you know. And when you look at it now, realistically, like you said, how where people are trying to appreciate the kind of role of these nurses who just before just before Corona COVID, while these nurses are under fire in the Brexit negotiations, they were la- essentially labelled non-essential workers. Yeah. And essentially they were labelled low-skilled workers, yet at the flip of the coin of COVID, they've gone from low-skilled to essential workers. So it shows that in perspective, these the media and the government have been using the kind of, they've been using shadows to stop people from seeing the whole picture. When it was their agenda to sell the NHS, they were, they were essentially saying that these lot are low skilled and therefore they shouldn't be, be funded essentially by taxes. And if they did want more pay, they need to go private. Whereas now that uh, we realize, oh wow, our health, we do care about our health and therefore if we care about our health then by nature, we would have to care about our health service. We need these nurses. We need these doctors. And then, what do we see that comes with that? Their actual life is at risk, and these are and they're dying. Same with the bus drivers. Yeah, bus drivers too, bro. Yeah. Yeah, our politicians are so far disconnected from the people because they're focused so much on big industry, big company, big media, big finance that they can't see what's in front of them i mean it would it should have been common sense to stop people going on the buses and communicating with the drivers should have happened straight away but because of the profit drive and the need for profit it was go it was still the protocols only changed after many bus drivers passed away yet since that new protocols happened that those deaths have basically just almost not no less stopped yeah yeah and a hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But this also links to my other, um, the other stuff that you know, that's um, just can't be ignored, is that the majority of deaths, particularly of those um, frontline workers uh, and and key workers, have been of BAME people. So you know, and I'm using BAME in the political sense. You know, I don't, I, I don't really adhere to the, the whole thing of BAME. I don't really believe in BAME and people of color and all that stuff, but. Obviously, in this in this context, I'm going to use it because I guess it's um, relevant to be used. But obviously, in this country, you know, depending on how you read, watch the news and stuff, you know, sometimes the news will make you believe that our oh, black 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 and brown people, whatever, are more susceptible to um, contracting coronavirus for like some sort of health or inherent health issue. But that's not obviously the case. It's obviously a social issue more than anything. Is a you know a, a class issue and and um, and uh, and whatnot. Um, obviously, the reason, obviously, for the uh, for the deaths in like something like um, the frontline NHS workers, that's definitely a scandal that needs to be investigated after after um, after all this is done. And I've I've seen uh, that Trevor Phillips has been appointed to like you know uh, undertake the review for it. But then I saw that he also subsequently got taken off because he's just not credible enough. I think to um undergo a review like this he's really he already mentioned something as opposed to he doesn't believe that the deaths of uh frontline workers is a is is racial is is a racial problem 
Um, but it most definitely is because obviously, clearly, black and brown nurses and doctors are putting are being put on the front line Wait. without any dis- any regards to their um, safety. No, people. Uh, at, okay, at a disproportionate rate. So that's that's obviously something that needs to be investigated. And I think now they've um, appointed uh, Doreen Lawrence, the mother of the late great Stephen Lawrence. Um, so yeah, so we'll see how we'll see how that uh, that progresses, but. You know, like even the bus drivers that died. Well, I think most, the majority of them, there were five bus drivers that I know of and I remember. And all five of them, or four of them, I think, were black gone in. Yeah. So like, it's, yeah, it's clearly like the, 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 the harsh reality of it is, a harsh reality of it all is that the poorer you are, or should I say, you know, yeah, I guess the poorer you are, yeah. the more susceptible you're going to be, you're going to have to go out and work. You know, I've seen a whole type the um uh you know the, the cleaners and the the um um uh the the, the, the men that, that collect the bins and all that kind of stuff like because they're they're literally out there every day having to do this work because if they don't do it, that those are key services to any functioning nation, Western nation. You know, having your bins collected every week, all that kind of. Can you imagine if, like, we didn't have such a sophisticated system like that in our boroughs and all that kind of stuff, where people are coming to collect bins and stuff every week? How crazy this country will get within mm-hmm. a month or something like that? Can you imagine? It will be crazy. So it really makes you like really appreciate, like you said, that these people considered low skill workers um, two months ago under the new government immigration laws, and now it's very clear that these are key jobs for the, for any for this country to survive mm-hmm. these are very key jobs you know very very key jobs so like but obviously i'm, I'm going off on a tangent but um yeah and obviously what i'm saying is you know, most of these workers do come from minority backgrounds you know because we know of the nature of this country and the nature of the people that want to do certain jobs you know it tends to be the black and brown people that do end up taking those you know these kind of jobs um uh, that keep the country running. It's you know the same thing that happened in the jobs 1950s. That supporting people, jobs that huh? support, jobs that support yeah, people, jobs that support, jobs yeah, that jobs support people, and aid people to do what they need to do in their everyday lives. Essentially, jobs that exactly. are basically the the lifeblood of a working society like Britain is today. And the thing that is really quite remarkable is that is it because of their backgrounds that the governments and their so the, the managers and the owners, the, the people at the top have them prepared for this appropriately. And that's what it is, it's mismanagement. We're kind of looking at the smoke, but we're not really getting a chance to look at the fire because the smoke is so blinding. Why is it that these people haven't been cared for in a way where this is so outrageous that no, we must have better PPE. We must review our processes immediately. Instead, it's like push on, push on, push on while we try to figure things out and that's really the government of the yeah. the shadow secretaries of the public health secretary i mean our we only just recently coming up to the towards the end of our lockdown introduced the 14-day quarantine period for people coming into the country from abroad we were still accepting flights from high-risk countries with no checks on arrival and mate scandalous there was it's scandalous, man. You know, it's just the thing is, yeah, it's smart in a way that they've made it endless because you can pick, 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 pick. However, with us naming and shaming, it kind of just does what it 
I feel like it would do for someone who wanted no reaction or help to vent out this feeling. But this feeling is one that we need to, like, not even we, like people that aren't happy with it, I guess, because not all people listening to this may be upset with how this is handled for whatever reason that may benefit them. However, those that are definitely, I feel, need to work on presenting a more stronger argument. And when I say stronger, I don't mean you letting the fact that the evidence is obvious be as strong as it needs to be because that's lazy. Anything obvious doesn't really have depth in it. Yeah, this is clear as day. Let's back this up with depth. This is really going on. What is actually happening at the top? So let's find out the names of the people that are actually running things, write to them, hold them accountable, talk to the constituencies, instead of just, you know, just pointing and speaking, calling people liars. Like, okay, yeah. cool. We've pointed and name called. But what's next after that? What are we doing? Are we provide are we holding up policy? Are we holding them to account through the regulations that have been set through government? Or are we saying that there's actually no regulation to properly hold politicians to account? So if that's the case, are politicians hiding something from us? Are they saying to us that we can't actually do anything when someone wants to go crazy with the world? And if that's the case, do we have to then review how politics actually works? Because just because you've been voted in shouldn't mean that you can do anything you want at the expense of people's lives. And ever more so now, the deaths caused by austerity must have spiked. Is that going to be criminally prosecutable? Are politicians allowed to just gamble with people's lives? Is that the message that is being put out there? Is the media allowed to avoid asking real questions? Is that what we're going to be doing with people's money that they're paying TV licenses for for improper scrutiny? Should all of this be happening? And if it should be, then why should it be happening in this way? Is this really what society actually looks like? You know, it's good to see what the mask is off, what, what the face looks like when the mask is off. And that's kind of what it is. Even though everyone's got their mask on, society's mask is actually off because we've seen how people's true intentions show and it kind of showed straight away when we saw all of that rush by in. and funny how behavior has changed so much because i've lived in london for basically most of my 28 years on earth and i've never seen so much discipline when queuing up and people being patient with each other is this something that might stay or is this something that's going to go away straight away? Are people going to be more conscious about how they kind of come into contact with people because you're kind of more aware that anyone can be making you sick so quickly, you know? Come on, bro. Spot on, man.